Okay, so now we're holding on the top of Yud Aleph on the oh, I'm sorry, Yud Aleph on Aleph, the third line by the two dots. We're saying a whole bunch of members now in this name. A city that the, that the roofs are higher than the base of Knesset, the roofs of the houses are higher than the, the, the roofs of the shul. The city will be destroyed. That the house of Hashem should be lifted up. And it should withstand its like, the destruction. That's only houses. By forts and towers. That's no issue. That can be higher. Now, it's interesting to note, I forgot where I saw this. Maybe it was in Taisvis. Um, I don't remember where. That it's only the, the reason why t- forts and towers are different is because you don't use the height of the forts and the towers. Meaning it's meant for, let's say, a specific moment of war or something like that to go up to the top and be able to... You know, to see, or let's say even a lighthouse or something like that. The point is the light at the top for the boats to see, or something like, or something like that. The point is not the the height is not necessarily used on a daily basis. So too, our houses that have sloped roofs, if the if the attics are not used as a place to live in, then it's okay if the houses are meaning if the roofed part of the houses are higher than the shul. So I was just thinking, thinking over here. Actually, in this space medrash, we have the main shul is pretty high. But it's possible that the houses across the street are maybe a little bit higher, but it could be that's only with the roof, though. So if it's only with the roof, then it's okay, as long as the second floor, the height, the top of the second floor is not higher. Okay. I'm sorry. That's really tall. <laughs> okay. The Gemara goes on. Um, where are we here? I made sure that the town of Masa Machasio was not destroyed, meaning he made sure that the houses weren't taller than the shuls. Hi, we see that it was destroyed. It was not destroyed from that sin. It's better to work for a Arab, not for a Gentile. It's better to work for a Gentile, but not for the Chabarian people. Rashi explains those are Uma B'nai Parsiyan. It's a people from the uh, descendants of the Persians. Tachas Chaber, it's so, better. This is Zoroastrians. I'm sorry? Zoroastrians. That's their name? Yeah, this is, this is the. Yeah. All right. Tachas Chaber, it's better to work for a Chaber, below Tachas Tamachacham. However, you should not work for a Rashi says the reason for that is, that if you end up harming him or annoy him or something like that, then you'll get punished from that. Um, and Tachas Tamachacham, it's better to work for a Tamachacham, though, below Tachas Yasam Valmana. And, and not to work for a orphan or an almana. The reason for that is, Rashi explains, uh, their tears are common, so if you cause them to, to cry, that's a very bad thing. Any sickness is okay besides for a stomachache. Any like pain is okay, but not a heartache. You should have any like... Uh, Actually says It's like some kind of like headache or something. However, it's a headache. Something in the head is not good. Any bad, but not a bad wife. Okay, the Gemara goes on. If all the seas, all the oceans were ink, and all the marshes were kolmusim, were quills, the shemayim yiriyos, and the, have, the, the heavens were parchment, and all the people of the world were the scribes. 
we would not be able to write the depth of the government, meaning the, there's a lot that goes into a government, a lot of complexities and different things like that, and all the different parts that go on in a government would not be able to be written on all these uh, you know, heavens and, and everything like that. Micro, what's the Pasuk that assists this idea? Amr of Mesharshia, Shemayim Leroim, this heavens for the height, Ba'aretz Laimek, and the ground for the depth, the Lev Malachim Ein Cheker, and for the hearts of the, of like the ministers of the kings, Ein Cheker, there's like no boundary. Okay, another memoir from this Amairav, Amr Rava Bar Machasi, Amr Rav Chama Bar Gurio, Amr Rav, Yafatainas Lachaloim, Keish Lenuras. A tainus, a fast for a bad dream, is as good as fire is to a toe of flax. Meaning, if you have a bunch of flax, flax is very flammable, so the fire will consume it very quickly. So, a tainus also can help a bad dream like fire to flax. Amr of Chizdom, and even that day. For Amr of Yasef, Afilu Bishabas, and even if it's Shabbos. I'm sorry, meaning it has to be that day. And Amr of Yasef, Afilu Bishabas, even if it was on Shabbos. Rabbi Shua Breder of Edi, Iklo Lebe Ravashi. Rabbi Shua Breder of Edi went to the house of Ravashi. Avdile Igla Tulsa, he made him a uh, eagle, like a calf, that was a third from the womb, meaning it was the third child, the third oldest, which is a very good, I think Rashi explains that it's Meshubach, because the Behema Bekat Nusa, Ina Adayim Bekoicha, Vavlad Rishon Vesheni, Ina Beria. The first time this, this, um, this, person, this mother, meaning this cow, gives birth to the first two calves, it's a weaker cow. It's not as strong. So the calves that come out are not as strong either. However, the third one, that's the best. Amrule, he said to him, Go ahead and eat something. I'm, I'm sitting in a tainus, meaning I'm fasting today. You don't hold of this or that. Yehuda says, Amr of Yehuda, a person should borrow a fast and pay it back. Meaning, if a person also has to fast on Shabbos, he should, you know, he should be um, transgressed on his fast, meaning he should eat, and then just pay it back a different time. So I'm It's a it's a fast that comes from a bad dream. And we have this member from the that says that a fast is good for a bad dream, like fire is the flax. And even if it's that day, so that's why I'm sitting in a tainus today. So don't tell me to eat your delicious third to the womb, um, calf. Okay, the Gemara goes on. So if you look back in the Mishnah, the Mishnah started off saying that we don't stop for these things. Um, I'm sorry, meaning once you started any of these avodas before Mincha, meaning taking a haircut or um, uh, going to the Merchat or the Borski or eating or, going, or judging in Mavsikin, then right after that the Mishnah says Mavsikin Lekriyashma, Kriyashma, you do have to stop once you start, let's say we'll deal with a haircut. Once you start taking a haircut, you got to stop for Kriyashma. And then the Mishnah ends off, you don't have to stop for Tefillah. So the Mishnah says twice, So what are the two different times? So Hatanale Reisha, Frek the Gemara, the Gemara asks, the Reisha already said, that we don't stop. So what is the second part? Meaning the Eimafsikin, basically it says in the Mishnah twice, that you don't stop once you start these activities. The Gemara answers, Seifa Asan Divrei the second part that it says that you don't stop once you start getting a haircut, that's for Divrei Torah. The Tanya, Chavayrim, Shahiyo Iskim Tamid Chachamim, that are learning. Mafsikin Lekriyashma, they stop to say Kriyashma, Vayim Mafsikin Lekriyashma, however, they don't stop to Davin. However, Amr Rabbi Yechan, Rabbi Yechan says, Leishon Al Kagoyin Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechai Vechavayrim. That's only Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechai and his, uh, like Talmidim, I think, 
or his friends, meaning the people on his level, that their learning Torah is their umnas, is their livelihood, and that's their work, that's their avoided, what they do. However, us, we have to do both. We have to stop for Kriyashima and for Tfilah if we're in the middle of getting a haircut or something like that. The Gemara asks, Just like you don't have to stop for davening, you don't have to stop for Krishna either. The Gemara answers, No, that's by Be'er Shana. That's when the judges are dealing with if they should make this year a leap year or not. The Amr of Adabar Hava, Vachin Tanu Sabi de Hagrunyo, the elders of Hagrunyo, Amr Rebbe Lazar Bar Tzadik, Kishayinu Aiskim Be'er Shana, Be'yavna, when they were dealing with the calculations of the moon of the year to see if it needs to be a leap year this year in the town of Yavna, they would not stop for Krishma or for Tfilo. And that's why we have this price that says that you should not stop for Krishma and Tfilo. Okay, now we have the new Mishnah. Now we're getting back into Shabbos and Yanam. The past previous Mishnah was referring to the um, that you shouldn't start any of these Malachas before Mencha. That could have been even on a regular day. Now the Mishnah is going to be dealing with actually carrying outside from a Rosh Hashayach or into Rosh Hashayach or something like that on Shabbos. Now the Mishnah says, A tailor should not walk out with his needle close to dark, meaning before Shkia, sometime before Shkia, he should check and make sure not to go ahead and... Sorry, I think is ready after, after it gets dark, but before it says. I think that's what it means. I'm not 100% sure about that. But the point is, before Shabbos, he shouldn't walk out with his needle. Why? Because maybe he'll leave it on him, on himself, and he'll walk out into Rosh Hashanah, and he'll carry and he'll be over on the Malacha of Ahitza. And not a scribe with his quill. Now another halacha, a person should not de-louse his garments, meaning to clean them for any lice that's on his garments. And another halacha, <coughs> unrelated, is that a person should not go ahead and read from the candlelight on Shabbos. And why is that? We'll see in the Gemara because maybe he'll tip the um, when, it's, when it's running low. So the oil, which is all the way to one side of the lamp, he'll tilt the lamp and have the oil run down towards the wick. And by doing so, he'll be over on, um, on, on creating a fire, on Havar. Now the Gemara goes on, but Emma's, I'm sorry, the Mishnah goes on, but Emma's Amru, in truth, be told, the Chazan, who is the one in charge of the shul, kind of like, I guess, like the attendant, he can go ahead and check where the Tinoika is, where the children are up to. And the idea is as follows. There's seven aliyahs on Shabbos, and we have to know when to go ahead and stop at each point. So the children, the way they learn is they learn by each, um, each portion. So the chazan could go ahead and watch along with the children who are learning by candlelight and listen to them the way they, where they stop and then use that for the, for the Kriya Satera. Avol, who, the mission goes on, Avol, who, he himself, the chazan, should not learn by the candlelight. And now another halacha, a person, that, a man that has a discharge and a woman that has a discharge, since they're usher to each other, they should not eat together because... Maybe it'll it'll result in a avera. So the relation between this two these two gemaras over here is because just like a chazan should not go ahead and read from candlelight, lest he go ahead and tilt the candle and be over. So too, a person who's a zav and a woman who's a zav should not eat together um, because they may come to an avera. Okay, now the gemara starts. We learned in a mishnah. 
A person who's standing in Rosh Hashayachid should not lean into Rosh Hashayachid and take a drink. And the same thing, the opposite. If the person sticks his entire, the majority of his body, plus his head, his head and the majority of his body, then it's okay for him to take a drink in that, in that part, in that area. The chain begas, the same halacha would be in a wine press. Meaning, if there's a wine press with some wine in it, the person could bend into that wine press and take a drink from it. If, his, if the majority of his body is inside. Um, now, the Gemara goes on, the Gemara is a like this. Carmelis mai. What would be the halacha for someone to stick his head either from Rosh Hashanah into a Carmelis or from Rosh Hashanah into a Carmelis and take a drink? Amar Abaya, he, he, it's the same halacha as we just said. Rava Amar, he gufa gzeira, Rava asks, he gufa gzeira vanan nekam benigzer gzeira gzeira. It itself of drinking is only a gzeira because maybe you'll come into the actual rishos and drink it. And the Carmelis also is a gzeira, meaning it's like a no man's land. And that's a gzeira really of rishos yachid and rishos arabim because midar rice only rishos arabim and rishos yachid are aser. And there are a bunch of goods that are even a Carmelis. So it comes out that there are two gzeiras over here. There's going to be a gzeira for the Carmelis and then a gzeira also for drinking. How do we know this? Because you, you're telling me the way we know that a Carmelis would be the same halacha is because the Gemara just said, so too by a wine press. Now, we're assuming that a wine press is a Carmelis. So the Gemara says, my gas. Then what is this wine press? We already learned that if you stick your head into Rosh Hashayachid, then you'll be over. And the same thing with Rosh Hashayachid, you'll also be over. It has to be that the fact that the Gemara is adding and saying the chin begas, the same halacha would be by a wine press, it must be that it's a Carmelis. So that's how we know, and that's why you're asking me a shiloh over here about a Carmelis. And Rova went ahead and asked on that that it's a gzera lagzera. However, the whole makar, Abayah is saying, the whole makar is from, the, I'm sorry, that there's such a halacha by a Carmelis, we already just had this Mishnah that says the chin begas. So that's why Abayah would learn that's the same halacha. That's why he says he, he. Meaning, it's the same halacha as Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah. Rava Amar Vachim Begas. What does it mean when uh, this Mishnah says that the same halacha would be by a wine press? That is Le'inyan Meiser. It's completely unrelated halacha. The fact that it said Vachim Begas had nothing to do with sticking your head into Rosh Hashanah. Rather, it just means that if a person goes ahead, um, well, one second, the Gemara is going to explain now what this means. Vachim Amar Rav Sheshes. Rav Sheshes said Vachim Begas Le'inyan Meiser. Ditran. Like we learned through the Mishnah, like this: Shaisen al a person can drink uh, wine straight from the wine press. Bein al and whether it was diluted by hot wine, bein al or whether it was diluted by cold wine, upater, and he'll be putter from giving meiser on that wine that he drank. Divri Rameir, that's Rameir's opinion. Rabbi Lazar bar Tzadik mechayev. Rabbi Lazar bar Tzadik says that he's going to be chayev. So again, so this is so far we have a machlekes Rameir and Rabbi Lazar bar Tzadik. The Chachamim now a third opinion. Is alachamin? If you dilute this wine with hot water, chayev, then you'll be chayev meiser. The reason for that is, is because people can go ahead and take their hot water, and I'm sorry, it's not right to put back in to the rest of the wine. Rashi explains. If you look at Rashi, they were maskal b'chamin. Rashi says shemazgu b'chamin. You diluted it with hot water. Shuv eno roi lahachser hamutter shleyachmet asayayin machmasachamin. The fact that it's that it's hot, if you pour it back into the wine. It's gonna spoil it. It'll turn it into vinegar. So since you're not putting it back in, so that's why you're gonna be chayev now on giving meiser. Al hatsoinen. However, if you dilute it with cold water, then potter. Mepnei shu machzer alamutter. 
That is because, I'm sorry, Machzer al that you'll pour the rest back in. So you're going to be potter because the rest that you pour back in will be now chayev, meaning it's still... One second, I'm missing one point over here. Again, let me, let me go back to this Rashi. In Rashi, they were a Masmala Indian Meiser. Rashi explains what the whole idea of this giving Meiser on drinking wine from a wine press. Rashi says, The Shtia alagas mamish You drink it straight from the wine press without having it put, being put into a bottle first. It's not the normal way of drinking, and it's considered an Arai kind of drinking. And if it didn't go into the actual container yet where it belongs, then you're not going to be chayav ma'aser. Shuhug mar malachtei lemaaser. Avol lahitziyoy misham havi keva. If you take it out of there, then it's going to be considered keva. She'ein bedaitei lahachser hamaaser because you don't have a mind to pour the rest back in. So that's when you're going to be chayav if you go ahead and you diluted it with. So again, so if you diluted it with hot water, then you're not going to pour it back in. So that's the gemar malachtei. You're going to be chayav ma'aser. Cold water, however. You can still pour it now into the barrel, and therefore you're going to be potter because it's not its gemar malacha. Fine. So that's the chacham shita that it depends if you diluted the wine from the wine press with hot or cold water. Okay. The gemar goes on. Now it's not. We learned in the Mishnah leyetze hachayet bebmachta yisamel lechashecha. A tailor should not go out with his needle. Shema yishkach leyetze. Maybe he'll go out on Shabbos and carry it in Rosh Hashanah. My love, it seems like that the case would be the The needle that he's holding is like stuck into his garment. Meaning he's not holding it in his actually hand, actual hand. So we see from here that even though it's not meaning it's not the normal way to carry. And if he brings it in, I'm sorry, and this is a shvus ba'alma, to carry it is only a shvus. Meaning there are abundant said, you still cannot carry like that. And it's some of and that itself is only Darabanon also, because Bein HaShemashais is only Darabanon, so it's two Darabanons, so we see that we make a to another Gzeira by Yisuri Shabbos. That's the way Rashi explains it. So that's going to be a raya to now to Rava, I'm sorry, against Rava, Rava asked, what do you mean? How could you go ahead and say that a Carmelist, you can stick your head into a Carmelist and drink wine? And then Rava said, what do you mean? It's a Gzeira Gzeira. So it can't be. The Gemara is saying, the Gemara is proving now, no, that just like the Taylor can stick his needle into his, into his shirt and walk out like that, and that's Xero Xero, so too over here would be the same thing. So the more answer is it's not a ride. Why is that? The Nuke Lay Biade, we're talking about where the tailor is carrying it in his hand itself. Okay, now the Gemara is going to attempt another ride. A tailor cannot go out with his needle stuck into his garment. My love, the Erev Shabbos. What are we talking about? We're talking about on Erev Shabbos. So, um, I think it's the same exact raya, but I'm not sure why we assume that it's, that it's in his garment. Oh, sorry, because it says in the first this time. In this price, it says that the needle is actually inside his garment. So we see that even a tailor that has his needle in his garment, which is only a shvos, it's only darabana, and then on top of that, it's on Arab Shabbos, and that's when he can't keep it in his garment. So it's a shvos to shvos, and he should be chayv. So we see that we do make zera, uh, we do make zera like zera. So our answer is like, kitanyahi b'shabes. We're referring to that he shouldn't walk out with the needle in his shirt on Shabbos itself. So it's only one zera. The Gemara asks, "V'hatani we learned in a brayso leyitzei achayet b'machta yatchuva b'bigdei be'erev Shabbos imchashecha." It says mafurish in the brayso that it's erev Shabbos. It's not on Shabbos. So the Gemara answers, "Hamani Rabbi Yehudihi 
This is the opinion of Rabbi Huda the Amar Uman Derech Umnasei Chayev. And if a worker, if uh, a tailor, let's say, for example, a tailor walks out the way he normally carries it, then it's going to be chayev midai raisa. So there's only one gzera of Arab Shabbos, otu the raisa of this tailor carrying his needle. The Tanya, like we learned in Abraisa, a tailor should not walk a dad amas in Rosh Hashanah with his needle inside his shirt. The loy nagar bekisam, and not a carpenter with his ruler shabaznai behind their ear. Behind his ear, but like and not someone that combs like wool, the meshicha with his some kind of fastener. Rashi says that you fasten, you hold down the wool by the end of, but the, the ends of the wool you hold down and then you comb it. So a person shouldn't walk out with those fasteners. Sheba Oznoi also keeps it behind his ears, like Gardi Beira, and a weaver should not walk out with his stopper, some kind of object used for weaving. Shabbat Aznaya, also again, where they keep it behind their ears. The light seva and a dye or some of the dye's garments, different colors, bidugma shabbatavare. They would carry different colors of, let's say, wool on their neck. And they would show if a person came in and said, hey, I want, you know, red, he would say, what kind of red? You want this kind of red? And he would show it to him. The light shalchani, and not a money changer, bidina shabbatavare, with some coins that are on his ear. The and if he does go out like that on Shabbos, potor avo aser. So, and that's Remer's opinion. That a woman that work, walks out on Shabbos with the normal way of carrying it, for example, a carpenter walks out with his ruler behind his ear, then, even though that's not the normal way of carrying things, but that's his normal way of carrying things, so you're going to be chayev. Okay, and everyone else will be pater if they walk out with a ruler behind their ear on Shabbos. Remer goes on, Tani bekisai. A zav cannot walk out with some kind of garment that he that he puts to to um, to catch any secretions that are still coming out of his body. Vim yata, and if he does actually walk out on Shabbos with that beged there, potter avalaser. He's potter from a chatas, but it's still aser for him to do. Utani idach, and we have another bris that says liyetze. He should not walk out vim yata chayev chatas. And if he does walk out with this garment, then he's going to be chayev. So again, we have two brises. One bris that says if he walks out with this with this um, some kind of cloth. To uh, catch any secretions, he's potter. And one says, Chayef. Rabbi Yosef, like Kasha, Haramayer, Harabi Huda. One is the opinion of Rameyer that just said earlier that it's potter al Asar for uh, any of these car, any of these umnun to walk out with their item, whatever it is. And the Rabbi Huda's opinion was that Uman Derech Umnasa is Chayef. So over here, the Bryce that says Chayef is going to be Rabbi Huda's opinion that the Zav is normal for him to walk out with this cloth, and that's why he's Chayef. That's only when Remeir said by things which aren't normal to walk like that. But did you hear him say that when it's normal to walk with some kind of cloth, let's say, for example, then a person should, um, a person would be chayv. I'm sorry, meaning Remeir didn't say his opinion then. And if you're not going to tell me that, if you're not going to say like this, a hedya, meaning an amateur, someone that's not a uman, someone that doesn't do this by profession, goes ahead and carves the size of a kav inside a log, b'shabes. According to a mayor, one should not be chayef. Because what a mayor opinion sounds like is that anyone that's not an uman, that's not a, profession, a professional at doing what he's doing, would not be chayef if he does the professional's thing. So let's say you have an uman, you have a carpenter, and he's always drilling holes. So he would be chayef if he drills a hole. However, someone who doesn't drill holes, then if he drills a hole, then it would, he, he would be chayef. I'm sorry, he wouldn't be chayef because he didn't, 
do the malacha the way, meaning he's not a carpenter to be over on that malacha. There are two different types of zavs. One is a zav of a two reiyas, which he needs the cloth there to see if he's going to have a third reiyah, and that'll make him a zav gedela. And a zav gedela needs now a zayin So he needs the cloth there, as opposed to the bal gimel reiyas, he already saw it three times, so there's no point in him having a cloth anymore to see what's coming out. It doesn't make a difference anymore. He already has to wait now seven days. So the Gemara says, A Zav that only had two discharges needs the cloth there to see, to check, if there's going to be a third. However, the Gemara asks, He needs that cloth there also to see that it's clean, that he can start counting his clean days. So the Gemara says, that's not a good, that's not a good way to differentiate between the two cases. We're talking about the actual day that he saw the third discharge is on Shabbos. So it doesn't help for the Zion Nakim yet. Because the Zion Nakim are only going to start the next day, which would be on Sunday. So the only way it would help is if you have a Zav that's a Baal Gimel, a Bez Re'iyas, and he needs his cloth there to see if there's going to be a third Re'iyas. So that's the difference between these two prices. In fact, the Gemara, the Gemara asks, However, this garment, this cloth is needed. That his the rest of his garments should not become soiled. So Amr Abzera, meaning so it's needed, and a person should not be chayev. So Amr Abzera, Haytana who the Amar you should not be chayev. Meaning, if you need it, if there's a purpose for the garment there, then it's part of the garment. So you should be potter. So the Gemara answers Amr Abzera, Haytana who the Amar kolatzule tinef leikachashiv. That if something is just there. To, to not soil the garments, then it's not considered a garment and you would be chayv. So again, the Gemara's question is you should be pot there. And the Torah says that, no, this Mandamar learns, and the Halacha, I actually looked up Rabbi Kohn's Sefer, um, the Halachas of Shabbos, and he says that any, anything, let's say a woman that's wearing a pad or something like that, and she's only, let's say, she, let's say she, it's, it's catching the actual blood and it's going to be disgusting, then, and she needs it there, then it's not, then it's okay if it's fastened to her undergarments, I think it's okay. However, if it's just there that our clothing shouldn't get dirty, then it's not okay. I mean, if it's at the end of a, uh, at the end of her, one of her, her periods or something, and she puts it there, it's just you know it's going to be a little bit. She doesn't want to ruin her clothing like that. Then you'll be chayev if one walks, walks in or just robbing like that. Okay, the Gemara goes on the Tlan. Um, again, we're going to support this idea that any atzuli tinef, any stopping of dirtiness or ruining kalem is going to be considered. Is not is like a chashev, meaning it's not a garment. The tran, like we learned in the Mishnah, kaifek ha'ara al kaisel. One flips over a plate on top of a wall, meaning he doesn't want the wall, the rain, to drip drip down right on the wall. So he puts a plate there, and he uses that to assist the water to roll off away from the wall. If he wants the plate to get wet, and then from there, I mean, he has a dirty plate, so he figures, why well, put it in the dishwasher? Let me put it on top of the wall while it's raining. Now it rains on that, and it drips off this plate onto the fruits on the ground. Right? We know the halacha is, is that in order for something to be chayev in meiser, you have to be happy with any... I'm sorry, it's when it's um, when it's a roi for it to be makabal tumah, then it has to be mokshar, meaning it has to get wet. And the wetness that, get, that comes to it has to be that you want the wetness to be there. So if, let's say it rains, and you want the water to go onto this plate... 
and now it drips off the plate onto these peris, onto these fruits, then it's bechiyutan, and it's considered like you want it to be wet, and now these fruits can be makawatoma. However, if the reason why you put the plate on the wall was that you didn't want to ruin your wall, you have a new wall, whatever it is, it's, uh, it's not waterproof or you know, whatever it is, and you put the plate there to block the water, then the water that drips off that plate and goes into the fruits are not considered like you're happy with it, and it's not muksher lakabotoma. So the Gemara asks, me dummy, can you compare the two cases? Meaning we're trying to show also this idea that kalat suli tunef is like a chashef. Anything that's stopping just um, something to get ruined, meaning the plate's there, only that the wall shouldn't get ruined, is not considered a um, like a chashev, and that's why it's not a matziv of kiyutan yet. So the asks, me dummy, you can't compare the two cases. Hasam, like a boy lahu lahani mashkin klap. You don't need the water at all by the case of the wall. Hacha kaboi lahu lahai kis lakabuli beiziva. You need the cloth there to catch the ziva that's coming out. To not dirty the, the, the rest of the clothing. Rather, this is only comparable to the end, the second part of this b'risa, which says like this, if you have a bowl, that you put it underneath a leak to catch water that it shouldn't leak. One second. Where's the bach second? You put this bowl underneath a leak, that basically water should leak, should, you know, let's say water is leaking through the roof. So you put a bowl underneath to catch the water. The splashes and the spills from that water are not in the category, don't fall into the category of meaning you're not happy with the water that's splashing. However, the water that's inside the bowl itself, that was contained inside the bowl, that, if that water goes ahead now and gets, you know, Paris wet, then that is a situation of kiyuta. So that would be a comparable case that these spills and splashes are not a loikachashiv because the bowl there, you only want to catch it, you don't want it to splash out. So it would be similar to any, any tenof is loikachashiv. Any atsuli tenof, just blocking from dirtiness, is not considered, um, it's not chashiv. So the Gemara answer is, Allah bayavarav adami tarvayu loikasha. Now, these two, one second, let me just see Rashi. So I can Rashi explains like this. If you look at Rashi, Rashi is like halfway through the page. Rashi says, A malacha that's not needed for the purpose itself. Something that's not used for the primary purpose. Like the case of the cloth. You don't need it for the actual ziva because the flows are done. You originally put it there, let's say, to catch the ziva flow. But now the flow's over. Now you just want it to block that it shouldn't get your garments dirty. We're going to see the Gemara later on. If you're carrying out a dead person on a bed, even though you don't want the bed, the, the mace, I'm sorry, you don't need the, uh, the haitzas mace is not nichole, I guess for the bed, I'm assuming so. So there's a machalik is over there, and Rabbi Shimon says that since it's a malachash, and it's rich lagufa, it's pater. So that's going to be the idea of why you have this mandamar that's saying, call itzule tinof like a chashev, because it's Rabbi Shimon's opinion that holds that you're pater.
Okay, as opposed to this case of the of the water, where you're going to be chayev, where it's going to be considered good water to make these peris in the situation of kiyutan, that's going to be the opinion of Rabbi Okay, we'll stop over here.